0: welcome to the next in time podcast where we explore the fascinating depths of how people have the potential of impacting the world with the mission and vision of their project join us on this audio journey as we uncover the hidden gems of one's vision delve into thought-provoking discussions of why they're pursuing it and see how they're going to make an impact if you're a curious person this podcast is your go-to destination
1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Next in Time podcast. I'm your host, ST, and today our guest is Marco Torres, who is the founder of marketingboost.com. With this venture, he has helped thousands of business owners worldwide boost sales and scale their businesses by as much as fivefold through the use of incentive based marketing. So, Marco, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, ST. Glad to be here. Yeah, so you have a very interesting way of trying to provide incentives to help these businesses. Scale their marketing. So, what? Yeah, you, have you ever when you when you had the idea? Were you more of like, okay, I just found I just found this idea where I give incentives to people, and then that's how people are coming back to bit to my business or something like that.
0: Well, the way it came about—that's a great question. We were, you know, uh, I had founded a travel business with my business partners in 2010, and we were we were growing very fast. We were one of the fastest growing uh, travel companies in North America, and one of the things we wanted was was video reviews we were like man if we only had more video reviews we could leverage those on our facebook ads youtube ads tv etc but we couldn't get hardly anybody to, to go that extra mile and film a selfie review and testimonial from the resorts that we were selling and beat hotels and stuff around the world so we came up with an idea to offer them a bonus trip if we give you a three night stay in Orlando or Las Vegas, you know, well uh, and, and the way we did that, by the way, was we'd do a survey first and say, hey, how's how's the hotel living up to your expectation? And if they loved it, you know, they gave us a star rating of four or five, we'd say, Will you help us spread the word and film a selfie testimonial? And if you do, we'll give you a bonus you award with three nights in Orlando or Las Vegas. Well, that worked like a charm before we know we had hundreds and then you know thousands of these video testimonials coming in. We had to shut the campaign down because it was expensive to fulfill those three nights we were giving away. But now we had these testimonials, the social proof we were able to use all over our websites and stuff. And uh so we went back to our hotel partners in Orlando and Vegas and said, Look, you know, we've got a we have an idea and you to help solve a problem for you. Let's be honest, your hotel is never full year round. You've got empty rooms, you know, most of the year. Sure, you're you're sold out on holidays, Christmas, New Year's, Easter, but the majority of the year, you've got a lot of, 70% of the year, 30% or 40% of your rooms go empty. And they agreed and we, they said, so we convinced them to give us access to those unsold rooms And we were going to put, we said, look, we'll put warm bodies in those rooms, couples, individuals, they'll spend money at the restaurant, the bar, the spa, the casino, the gift shop, excursion desk, who knows, upgrade room type, stay extra nights. And so they agreed. And now we were able to continue to fulfill those free trips we were giving away. And then we thought, can you imagine if we solicited more hotels all over the world to work with us with this idea? we'd have another standalone business. And that is what eventually became Marketing
1: Boost that I promoted. Yeah, because I felt you know, I've, I've been across these companies where there's plenty of incentives that they provide. Let's say, um, yeah, I've, I've tried to attend a real estate conference back many years ago. And the incentives were that if you were to take part in this, you'd be able to get a free night, a, like a free night stay in a hotel or something. If you just, let's say, you know, if you were to sell your product at a conference, that means we'll provide you with a couple nights stay for paid for paid for buyer pocket buyer pocket or at a discounted rate. So, are these deals still running even today? uh Are other people doing the deals that you described that you went to yeah. years ago? Not too uh-huh. like many years. Like this is not too like many years. This is way like many years before COVID.
0: Well, that. It probably, yeah. We're not the first to get around. To, to We're not the first company to offer travel incentives, uh, but we revolutionized the idea and made it a whole lot different. You know, there's no timeshare presentations with us. There's no hoops to jump through, no phone calls to make. It's an online platform to uh, to activate the certificate and select travel dates and go. So we made it. We turned it into a what I call a win-win-win-win because we—it's a win for the marketing boost member who has access to these to add to have that high perceived value to add to whatever their call to action is. We made it a win for the hotel partners because they're—they're they're generating some revenue versus none. It's a win for the end user who gets one of our incentives because they're—they're they're getting to travel for substantially less than retail, uh, next to nothing, and they're it was a win for the community where these hotels are because as these folks are filling up these hotel rooms or they're spending money at the hotel or in the city, in the town, in the casinos and gift shops and so on. So it really, everybody, it helps generate revenue for everybody involved.
1: Right. And so take us back to your background in terms of where you come from, what made you really become involved in the, in the field of uh, marketing?
0: Yeah, sure. I've been, uh, I've been, I've generated over a billion dollars in sales online in my online uh, career. I started internet marketing in 1996. Uh, I grew up in Puerto Rico. I'm Mexican, uh, back, Mexican-American, born in Texas, grew up in Puerto Rico. I had a background of restaurants and and sales. When I moved to Florida um, with my family and... I got into sales because I saw that was the biggest opportunity to make money. So I was yeah. uh, in all, all kinds of you know direct sales and, and you name it. Um, and eventually I got into internet marketing in 1996. I mean, I was uh, in the very early days, early adapter of internet marketing, email. I had my garage full of servers doing mass
1: email marketing. I think I was a spammer before they called it spam. <laughs> just sent a bunch of emails, so like just back and forth. Hey, here's our new service that we can you can purchase.
0: Well, back then email was it, and it was relatively easy. I mean, you had to have websites, landing pages. Of course, those were not easy to build back then. You had to know how to code and HTML and everything else. There were all the tools there are today to easily and quickly build and publish things. But, um, but and email, uh, but email, uh, but email uh, back then everybody loved their email. I mean, it was like it was hey, Everybody had an AOL account and. Your computer would ding. You've got mail, and people actually enjoyed that,
1: <laughs> just like the movie "You've Got Mail" with Tom Hanks.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but people enjoyed hearing their computer. Now you could never turn your computer on for email because it would be binging all day long.
1: <laughs> now, but what, you know, you, you mentioned that you were born in Texas, but then you moved to Puerto Rico. So, what was? You're, you're and you're of Mexican descent so you have, you have like three origin stories or even now adding like multiple origin stories
0: like what yeah, was it like, what,
1: what, what is it like growing up in Puerto Rico
0: <laughs> Great question and my dad was transferred to Puerto Rico because he was bilingual so he was with General Electric Credit Corporation and he picked up the family adventurous type uh which is something been all in my blood thanks to him And my mother, so they moved to Puerto Rico to run. uh, He moved to Puerto Rico to run the operations for General Electric, and uh, I had the opportunity to grow up in Puerto Rico. And there uh, was really cool because it was really cool to be uh, gringo, so to speak, in Puerto Rico. Even though I'm Mexican background, I grew up speaking English. So when uh, on the island. Uh, It was cool to be kind of the gringo, all the girls were, you know, we we were different uh, and there was was quite a lot of us. I mean, there was entire private schools because there was a lot of people like my dad transferred to run all kinds of corporations in Puerto Rico. That was the first big tax credit idea. Puerto Rico was one of the first places in the world that did a whole lot of outsourcing. So all these American guys were running corporations in Puerto Rico, including my dad and so
1: i got to grow up and
0: be surfing in high school in puerto rico and play football in puerto
1: rico It was a lot of fun yes yeah, in, in a way it just started off with uh, i mean the, the term outsourcing always started off with northern companies with setting up bases in the south and like in the south in the southern united states like southern states like texas florida georgia and all that and eventually because a lot the costs were cheaper now they're good they went south to puerto rico then south to mexico then I don't know, sold Exactly. Now, and then, yeah, and then, then eventually, the and then how around the world? So, like, it's it's like you were in the early stages of how, of out early, like, you were like in the early uh, years of offshoring.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, Puerto Rico came up with a plan to offer, you know, companies tax free status and all kinds of tax bonuses if they uh, set up shop in Puerto Rico and employed Puerto Ricans. So, all the pharmaceutical companies were in Puerto Rico and, Companies like General Electric and everybody else was was operating out of Puerto Rico, and they could, uh, you know, off, offset their a lot of their revenue from Puerto Rico and what have you with zero taxes. So that uh, that generated a whole lot of jobs for Puerto Ricans and uh, people like my dad and my family and others that were had the opportunity to grow up in Puerto Rico. With an english-speaking community i mean puerto Rico's always been very educated community now everybody over there most everybody's bilingual so it's uh very americanized
1: yeah it's like you kind of I mean, you grew up speaking english from and you grew up in a college kind of like mexican family speaking only english but then you finally learned spanish when you were in puerto rico <laughs> that's the, 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 the yeah the irony the irony of it all
0: <laughs> yeah because i was third generation uh born in, in texas mexican descendants so yeah, English was was our major language, um, but then going to Puerto Rico forced me to learn Spanish. Yeah, I'm I'm fluent bilingual today. But uh, that yeah, I didn't really get good at Spanish until I opened a Mexican restaurants. My family, my older brother and I, my mom, we opened Mexican restaurants in Puerto Rico because heck, you know we're Mexican. We can, and of course, people didn't even know Mexican food back then when we opened 1978. We opened our first uh, 1979. We opened our first Mexican restaurant. We opened five in five years and uh, eventually in Puerto
1: Rico. Yeah. Interesting. Okay.
0: We eventually sold those restaurants to Taco Bell when they wanted <laughs> to come into the island. They wanted into all the fast food courts that we were in, in the major shopping malls. And uh, we, uh, we sold to Taco Bell.
1: And now fast forward, you then moved to Florida from Puerto Rico. So what, what was that? What, what was that? that was uh 30 years ago
0: now whatever year that was um making my brain work here but anyway we moved to florida and uh we had sold i got out of the restaurant business i didn't want to have anything to do with the restaurants anymore i was burnt out on the restaurant industry and so i got into sales you know that's what i could see i never i dropped out of college myself when i was you know one year college i went and I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to be a business owner. That's when I convinced my brother and mom to let's open Mexican restaurants. And uh, and by the way, you know, when, when I did that early, we were we were funnel hacking before that was a term. And my brother and I, we moved to Texas to live with my uncle. We went to work at a bunch of different fast food and, uh, and full service Mexican restaurants to learn everything there was about it. We'd work the midnight shifts so we could take, you know, cameras in there. We'd take these little, cameras and take pictures of everything from the inventory, from the equipment they use, the stainless, the kitchen setup, the front, you know, you name it, because we did, we plan on op- opening a restaurant without knowing anything about it. But, but after a year working in Texas, we, we, and, and studying everybody else's operations, we came back and built our own and did very well.
1: And And then you mentioned that you, I think think you gave a full summary of like when when we grew up in Texas, then moved to Puerto Rico, moved to Florida, then started this internet company in in the early stages. You kind of like, you kind of, and then you eventually started BookVIP.com.
0: Right. Yeah. And BookVIP.com was a discount travel company that focused on promoting, uh, in that scenario, we were promoting timeshare resorts all over the world. These were dramatically discounted vacations that uh, did require the consumer to to qualify and on one of the days of their vacation, take a preview of uh, the resort's vacation club or, or membership options. And in exchange for that, they would save 70 80% off of their travels. So we blew that up into one of the fastest-growing travel companies in North America. We were the first to uh, to put together a, a conglomerate of all the different timeshare resorts pretty much all over the world, which had never been done before. We made it the Expedia, so to speak, of the timeshare market. And previous to us, none of them wanted to be side-by-side side with another timeshare competitor. And so we built that, and that became huge for us. And then I told you how we... To generate video reviews, we came up with the idea of offering a bonus uh, uh, trip. Today we have over 30,000 video testimonials, video reviews from happy clients on that website, BookVIP. And then what we did with with marketing boost, though, we wanted to completely get away from any of that timeshare requirement stuff. Uh, I mean, people love timeshares, but nobody wants to go through those sales presentations, really.
1: So, yeah, yeah so, don't worry. So, I, I, my family has been through so many of those presentations when we went to Mexico and even Hawaii.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're 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 okay. You can say you know you don't want to if you can say no, then you can get through them without having to buy anything. But. <laughs> But anyway, we, we with our new product with Marketing Boost, we completely got away from any of those requirements and made this an easy situation where there's, uh, like I said, we're not the first to do the travel incentive business, but we we revolutionized it, made it one affordable to get access to these travel incentives that you can give away as a business owner and know that your client is not having to jump through any hoops to, uh, to use them. And they're going to. We have we have thousands of reviews now on our the site that fulfills all these trips is called RedeemVacations.com, which we own as well. And so when your client gets one of our travel incentives, they're fulfilled by Redeem Vacations, and um, uh, your client doesn't know your little secret of marketing boost. They don't know that you're accessing these complimentary hotel stays at a at a you know very very low price of so, uh, that makes it easy to to use them for trade show giveaways, for online marketing strategies, for uh you
1: name it. And so so what, so do usually uh, your focus on marketing boost is that you want to make value added incentives of more feasible for owners rather than you know, providing discounted, discounted. goods. Yeah, discounted goods. So why so do loyalty programs, these incentives really make a true difference? Well,
0: let's think about it. You know, some of the biggest brands in the world use incentives, and a lot of people don't. When I talk about incentive-based marketing, they, they don't quite get what I'm talking about. So one example that everybody will recognize is Jeff Bezos with Amazon. What did he do when he launched, uh, when he didn't launch, it, but in, in 20, 2005, he launched Amazon Prime. And promoted that at $79 for the year, you became a VIP a Prime member of Amazon uh, and uh, offered video streaming services. But what was the main thing we bought with that? We weren't interested, but in, especially back then, video streaming was very unpopular. What we wanted with Amazon Prime was what? Free shipping. That was the incentive, free shipping. So you'd bought into Amazon Prime for 100 bucks a year so you could get two-day free shipping. Today, you can get same-day free shipping. Now, uh, another example is McDonald's with the Happy Meal. They bundled the package of the soda, the snack, the burger, and the toy in the Happy Meal. And with the parents now all over the world, we take our eye off of the price and focus on the prize and choose McDonald's over other fast food outlets to the tune of about $4 billion a year for decades now that uh, that McDonald's has had the happy meal as one of their incentives so what is your happy meal as a business owner what are you doing to stand out from the crowd and add value versus discounting and that can be you know using marketing boost or not I mean that can be creating your own extra widgets maybe you've got stuff on the shelf that aren't selling so rather than let it sit there and, uh, and and build up dust say, you know when you buy product a uh, you get product B as a bonus free and take something off your shelf that's not moving and get it out of the, you know, turn the turn, move the inventory. Maybe you're doing a course you wrote last year. When you sell course A this year, you get course B to go with it free. Maybe you network with colleagues and you're selling a business course or a coaching program. Maybe you say, look, when you buy my coaching program and hire me for six months minimum and pay for six months in advance, you're going to get a portion of my colleague's course as well, or a portion of my colleague's coaching program will be included as well. And you do the same for him. So you both share, you know, you provide some services for him and he to you. And and now you're both adding value and you're sharing in the leads that are being generated and the sales that are going on because you're both, you know, have the upsell opportunities. And just there's a million ideas like that where you can yeah, uh, add value instead of discounting you know black friday is coming up soon i don't know when you're going to publish this uh, broadcast but you know black friday
1: is definitely one of the biggest yeah probably, probably be the- yeah probably coming after i think probably after november because i've got like a load of episodes still on the pipeline so i probably let's just say christmas yeah,
0: well, well cool well, no worries but i mean the point being is that you know black we all know black friday cyber monday cyber week people are 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 prone to just discount their pants off and you know discounting can be very uh a race to the bottom you know because you're giving away your profits when you start discounting and so instead we suggest adding value and of course one of the easy ways to do that is plug in these marketing boost travel incentives that don't cost you hardly anything and, and they have a very high perceived value that you can add to your call to action. You know, when you purchase this product, you get a complimentary hotel stay on us. When you pay for six months in advance, you get a, I had a, for example, I had a business owner that had a subscription plan. He had thousands, uh, thousands of people paying him 97 a month for his uh, uh, tips and when to buy and sell and trade stock and cryptocurrencies and whatever. found marketing moves and he came up with an idea to say hey if you pay us for 12 months in advance you get five nights in cancun or hawaii as a bonus if you pay for six months in advance you can get three nights in uh las vegas or orlando or branson missouri or whatever it was for uh, three nights. for if you pay for six months well he had about 350 of them step up and pay for a year in advance at 1200 bucks a piece and he had another 150 pay for six months in advance and that ended up creating about half a million close to five hundred thousand dollars in extra cash flow in four days. So that became part of his ongoing process, for example, as a case study of how adding these incentives with the, you know, purchase, yeah, or with an upgrade from monthly to annual payments there was a huge cash flow influx for him and an ongoing process that he does today. Um another guy who's a windshield replacement company and they they uh, they actually install them free most of the time because of the insurance the insurance companies pay for it so their competition there they're having to cash rebate clients to ch- choose them versus some other uh, uh windshield replacement company and so they continue to offer the cash rebates but when the installer went out they trained train the installer to say hey look you, you can get this hundred dollar cash rebate or I can switch that, keep that, and give you six days and five nights in Cancun, Mexico, instead on us. And they were able to save a million, over a million dollars in the first uh, seven months from uh, keep that cash in-house by tr- switching a cash rebate for one of our travel certificates. Uh, so, I mean, they work for our, they our uh, in-home sales companies, multi-level marketing. People use them to show up for... Uh, business appointment meetings, you, know, you name it, with a little bit of creativity, people can find ways to, to do that, to use them.
1: And so where do you see this going in the next couple of years? I know you have over 30,000 Facebook group members, but do you have any intents on growing the Facebook page along with it? And also I see that you're wanting to start a podcast too. Yeah, we
0: have our, we, thank you. Yeah, we, we do have our own podcast now. We've been, we celebrated our first year anniversary a few weeks ago. So we, uh, and then we have a Facebook community with over 30,000 entrepreneurs and like your, similar to your podcast, ST, what we like to do is invite uh, business experts, success stories, um, inspirational stories, and get them, you know, get, provide that, those stories and those inspirational stories and business tips and ideas to our community so they can continue to to build their business and you know keep going because it's hard to be an entrepreneur and you know it's hard to be a a business owner and nobody's patting you on the back when you're the boss. And so- I mean, the- uh,
1: yeah, it's even hard to be a podcaster or even, or even a writer because you're you're the one that's just writing it. You know, I recently, as I mentioned before, I've recently sold a book. I have a, I have a book out. It's a it's a fictional story, but you know, they were just doing it and creating all this takes a lot of work a lot of mental like sac- uh, mental strength and just be able to keep going for you know getting this book written for within a year and a half and getting this podcast and keep going for a year and a half it's just you got to keep uh, pushing it even though you may not like to do it you just you have to wake up every day and just make sure yeah. one episode's out and record it and everything's going smoothly <laughs>
0: Yeah, and nobody's patting you on the back when you you know when you're feeling down or no one's you know you're on your well many entrepreneurs nowadays you know we, we a lot of virtual business owners don't have I used to have an office in Miami with 10,000 square feet and lots of employees and lots of overhead and uh you know that I eventually shut all that down I I've overseas staff in the Philippines and Australia different parts of the world and and there is no, you know, there is no office facility anymore. We're all, you know, know, essentially outsourced everywhere. And so, you know, I've got a little bell on my desk that I I don't have it with me here because I'm in Orlando versus my normal home desk. But I'll be, I ring my own bell when things are going well. As as I, as I write, scratch things off my to-do list every day, everything I scratch off is ding, 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 ding. You know, I'm celebrating and ringing my own bell so that I can, at the end of my day, I'm, feel great you know I got things accomplished and so on but when you ask me what what's next for marketing boost we are already gone global but we intend to continue to grow that global marketplace uh we you know whereas a couple of years ago we were as much as 197 dollars a month uh, for the service we now offer that we went back to our classic original price of 37 dollars a month and we haven't gone back up yet. We've made it affordable for entrepreneurs anywhere in the world to have access to marketing boost. We have one price, you know, so we're not charging less in Pakistan than we do in the US. It's the same everywhere. And uh, the next thing we're doing is trying to use artificial intelligence and set up where we can provide customer service in multiple languages. Currently, everything we do is in English. And so although we have members around the world that use us, all of our customer service and all of our materials are in English eventually we want to grow that into multiple languages service more and more people around the world in their own language and their own currency so that's what's next for us so that we can continue to help support and help more business owners succeed and make it easier with content in their own language and in their own currency
1: all right sounds good marco i just want to thank you again for coming on the next in time podcast and looking looking forward to seeing market marketing booths become a major success story in the marketing space. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Next in Time podcast. We hope you enjoyed diving into the intriguing vision of our guest today. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media to stay updated on future episodes. If you have any suggestions or feedback, we'd love to hear
1: from you. Until next time, stay curious and keep exploring.